So maybe that's symptomatic of something, I don't know. But I did want to acknowledge that we've been covering a lot of territory in quite a short space of time. Because I've been trying to give us a sense of the breadth and the depth of what insight practice is or can be in just four pretty short days. So in a way, we've been, I've been giving you a kind of a toolbox of different tools, or we can think of it as an artist's studio with all these different colors of paint and materials with the invitation that you explore these for yourself. But depending on where you are in your practice, for some people this might feel like too much, overwhelming or confusing. So if at any time you feel doubt, oh, what am I supposed to do now? Coming back to the simplicity of mindfulness of the breath is always good practice. And anything else you do beyond that, it's just a bonus. So in the same way, this session now is optional. I'll give you a rundown of what we're going to do. And then if you feel like it's not useful for your practice right now, it's fine to go and do whatever does feel useful. So... As you know, I've been taking us on a short tour of the Satipatthana Sutta, the four establishments of mindfulness. And so far, we've focused mostly on the first one, mindfulness of the body. And then yesterday, was it yesterday or was it this morning? Mindfulness of the mind, so the, which is the third one. So for the sake of completeness or partial completeness, if that makes sense, I'd like to touch in now to the second establishment of mindfulness, which is mindfulness of feeling tone. Just that basic recognition of an experience as being pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. So I'll say a bit more about that soon. And then afterwards, we'll do a fairly short guided meditation. And then after that, a written exercise, optional written exercise. So that's the overview of this session now for the next 45 minutes. And again, it's you choose. So if you'd like to stay for that, otherwise feel free to do your own practice. Okay, so I've been emphasizing how the Satipatthana Sutta provides this gradual training, starting with the relative simplicity of mindfulness of the body, and then gradually moving to more complex aspects of our experience, such as thoughts, emotions, moods, and mind states. And the challenge with mental activity, as I'm sure you all know, is it happens so fast, often feels so automatic, and so much like who we are, that it can be very difficult to simply be aware of it. And so this technique of mental noting that I brought in this morning can be very helpful for us to get a handle on it. Because as I mentioned briefly, recent neuroscience research has shown that the part of the mind that makes the note is not the part that's experiencing it. So simply being able to notice frustration or embarrassment or irritation in that second, split second of noting, we're not in the embarrassment or the frustration or the irritation. And so this mental noting really supports what's known as bare awareness. 
But when mindfulness is dull and we lose that capacity for bare awareness, we can find ourselves sitting and perhaps fairly common experience. Oh, my back is so sore. How long was this session going to be again? Surely it's been more than 30 minutes. Oh, how long am I going to sit here? When is she going to ring that bell? Oh, still minutes, 10 minutes to go. Great, now my foot's gone to sleep. The bell's going to ring. I'm going to be crawling out of here on my hands and knees. I should have just gone for that beach holiday instead. And so it sounds like some of you might recognize that sort of thought pattern. The missing link between the body, the sensations, and the mental reaction, if we look more carefully, is feeling tone. So Vipassana literally means seeing clearly or seeing separately, seeing distinctly. And so the Buddha is inviting us to break down the components of our experience because each individual component is a little bit more manageable. So we can understand our experience in terms of the six sense doors, seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching. Have I got them all? Yes, and the mind is a sense door in Buddhism because we can hear things in the mind, we can visualize things and so on. So at any moment in time, there's only one of six things happening, a sight, a sound, a smell, a taste, a tactile sensation or mental activity. I, sometimes I just like to check, has anybody, is anybody experiencing anything right now that's not one of those six things? No? So in some ways, it's very simple. There's six uh, sense contact at one of these six sense doors. And then automatically, there's the feeling tone, the recognition of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. And this feeling tone is built into our nervous system. We can't do anything about it. We can't control it. It's just happening automatically. But what we can control is our knee-jerk response to it. So usually if something registers as pleasant, what's the default reaction? Liking, clinging, grasping. Pretty, pretty obvious, pretty straightforward. The opposite. If something's unpleasant, what's the reaction? Aversion, resisting, rejecting. And if it's neutral... Don't notice it, don't know, space out, tune out, disconnect. So feeling tones are going on in every moment of experience, usually just below the level of consciousness. And yet they're a very powerful driver of all of our reactivity and particularly our clinging and our resisting. So this word Vedana is sometimes translated as feelings rather than feeling tones, but I use the I prefer feeling tones because feelings can sound like emotions. Um what we're pointing to with feeling tone is the bare building block of reactivity before it compounds into some kind of emotional reaction. And if we can 
recognize the feeling tone before it complexifies and before we identify with it, we can save ourselves a huge amount of distress. So many of you know that famous quote by the psychologist and Auschwitz survivor, Viktor Frankl, and he says, where he says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. So the more we can unhook that kind of knee-jerk reaction between pleasant, unpleasant, neutral and grasping, craving and spacing out, the more choice, the more freedom we have. And when we really pay attention to this, I would go so far as to say that Every war in the world has come from our inability to deal with unpleasant feeling tone. Every conflict, every problem is coming from our lack of capacity to relate skillfully to pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. And just as a small example of this in my own life, a few years ago now I was on retreat at the Forest Refuge doing a longer retreat And I started to get caught in a very painful and protracted conflict I'd had five years earlier. And on this retreat, the same story kept looping round and I, who said what to who and how I reacted and how they reacted and what I should have said and how they should have behaved and who was right and who was wrong and on and on and on. And this kept going over and over and over. And finally, at one point, I just looked at the feeling tone underneath all of that proliferation. And I recognized that the whole experience really was just unpleasant feeling tone. So I had heard unpleasant words and seen an unpleasant facial expression and that created an unpleasant reaction in my gut and that drove an unpleasant reaction in my mind and that created an unpleasant sense of self and then I said something that was also unpleasant and then more unpleasant and so on and so on. All of it was just a sequence of building unpleasant feeling tone. And if at any point in that chain I'd been able to say, oh, ow, ooh, eh, it's just unpleasant feeling tone the whole thing could have de-escalated and moved through so much more quicker than it did. But I didn't at that time. And so, again, was that experience of having created a whole world in my mind of that conflict and then stepping into it, and even five years later, still inhabiting it as if it was reality. So bringing awareness to feeling tone is a very important skill in this progress towards deepening freedom. So to practice with that, I'm going to offer a fairly short guided meditation. And I'd like to begin by doing it standing. Some of you have done this before, a variation of this. And what we'll do is we'll... Start off standing before you even stand. I'm going to... Very excited group. (laughs) So just for a moment, I'll run through it. We're going to start off standing. And you'll be noticing physical sensations in the body, noticing feeling tones, 
doing your best to stay present with them without reacting. And at five minute intervals, I'll ring a bell and you're invited to stay standing until one of those bells. So you can stop standing after five minutes. Or if you have physical issues and you can't stand for five minutes, then just stand for as long as you can. It's fine to sit down. So you'll be standing and just noticing the interplay of physical sensations and and feeling tones. And then when the bell rings, you can make a choice to sit down and continue noticing the changing feeling tones. When the next bell rings, you can either stand up again or if you're standing, continue standing. The point of this is not to score points by standing for the entire time or feeling like you're getting demerit points because you sat down after 30 seconds. The point is to explore the sensations, the feeling tones, and possibly any reactions in the mind. Does that make sense? Okay, thank you.